welcome to the show, Mr. Ed Latimore. How are you, sir? Are you all right? I'm pretty good, man. Just dealing with, with life on the lockdown, you know, nothing new, nothing great. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's, uh, it's been a strange thing to get used to, hasn't it, in, in our lifetime? I, you know, I've done... I can't recall anything as, as crazy as what's been happening. Yeah, this is, you know, it's, it's an unprecedented, but yeah, in our lifetimes for sure, this is pretty unique. And it's not, I mean, and it's and unlike like a war or something, like, you know, there's nothing to really, really attack. And I think that that bugs people. There's not a target to, to like direct all this energy on and like kind of go, we're going to fight this and do with that. No, the only... The only recourse we have is is a complete change in behavior, which in many ways means it won, right? Because it altered the way we live. But the rest of us are just, are just kind of, or not the rest of us. Most of us are just trying to, you know. I, I think, I think move, make it through this day to day, man. I don't know how things are going over there, but over here, here, uh, some things are starting to open, you know. But then they they've made it very political. And which which is normally a pretty miserable thing. But if you live in a red state, then, you know, you're you're unaffected. I don't say, you know, largely, but but it's getting back to normal fact proves to be the correct course of action in the long term or what will only be, you know, seen in the long term, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of we're kind of um, we're getting there slowly, I think, here. Um I mean, nothing's changed for me. I, I've I've literally gone to work every single day since it started. Um, they furloughed quite a lot of our, our staff. Um, we worked on a on a uh, skeleton, you know, skeleton staff. But because I'm in like a, I'm in like a hierarchy uh, hierarchy of managers. I'm sort of the lower level manager, and there's two above me. They kind of got they got the option to work from home. And I didn't, which I'm quite grateful for, actually, because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I, I was in a complete bubble. I, I hadn't paid any attention to what was happening. I just thought it was if you, you know, you come across a Chinese person or, you know, you went abroad, you had more chance of getting it. And then, you know, my birthday was the 7th of March and we went out for my birthday and there was people talking of it. And I just thought, oh, maybe this is a bit more than I thought it was. And then, like. Three or four days later, my wife rings me to say the kids have been sent out of school, and then like three days after that, we were locked down. You know, it was like yeah, it, it's 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 really. Uh, um, I remember. So you said your birthday was March seventh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So March seventh, I was I was actually in Portugal. I've been in Portugal since like November, and things. Like that, that is the week that it went, like it really went crazy in Europe and we decided to, to come back because otherwise we would have been uh, fairly locked, under lockdown uh, in Europe and we, you know, we didn't want that, but, but I remember just how quickly uh, things changed and it was, it was insane. Here we are now um, and hopefully, uh, you know, whenever, however it is, those afterwards, you know, how they do school or travel uh, will be interesting to see. Certainly don't want to do everything with a mask on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's just so peculiar, though, isn't it? It's like, I don't know what it's like for you guys in the States, but here, they, they, they issue a statement, and then within seconds of issuing a statement, they kind of put a contradictory, like, statement against it. So it's like, 
even our uh, people have made memes of it and jokes of it. Even our, our prime minister saying, you know, like if you can go to work, go to work. But we advise you not to go to work. Stay at home. But if you can't <laughs> stay at home, go to work. You know, it's like yeah, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Like there's no um, what's the word I want? There's no you front here because there's so many because it's a new thing right yeah. and with the new thing everyone with their their areas of expertise and self-interest driven to act a certain way um are, are driven you know they, they have an influence on, on their conclusions and when that when that happens uh, uh you get a lot of things that may seem correct like i don't i don't think anything is not right but there's so many different ways to take it that you, you just don't really know um, until 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 a bunch of time has passed. You don't know what solution was was optimal. You know, all of them gain something, but only a few of the the solutions presented can truly be the the optimal solution. Well, not, well, only one can be, but like you know, a few can be closer to not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. It's just because. They call it a novel virus, don't they? So there's actually, you know, there's no background, there's nothing, nothing on this whatsoever. So I mean, it'll be, it'll be years. It'll be five, six, maybe ten years before they can really say the, the true effects or whether they, you know, they completely blew it out of proportion or, you know, uh, I know that they're banging on about death rates and it's, you just can't. I don't think you can be that precise myself, you know, because you've got to take time to. No, to, it's very difficult. Yeah, there's too many too many negative factors against just proposing that every single death has been COVID-19. You know? It just, that, yeah, that. way too many variables for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's really good to see, like, you know, all these other countries are coming to that point now where they're opening up and, and shit's moving again because, I mean, it's it's been so damaging for for the economies, doesn't it? And, and, and the businesses and people with, you know, people with small businesses and some, some of these big companies as well are starting to struggle, aren't they? Yeah. Cause you know, if, if you, you lay off people doing one thing and then that, that thing is vital or, or some other part of the economy. And then, you know, you keep laying them off and before you know it, um, the perfect job can't do that job. So no jobs get done because the other jobs were dependent on that job being done. Yeah. It's really a, an economy is a really interesting, complex, you know, uh, web. And I'm far, I'm, I'm far from an expert. You know, I, I, I took some some economics classes, mm. but but I understand the idea. Like you you can't you can't do this and expect there to be no um, repercussions. And but but the challenge is balancing. Uh, you know, you do, you can't be full on open and you can't be full on closed. So you have to figure out kind of the the middle ground to keep your society going with the minimum damage. And and I think you know I don't I don't know how it's being done in the UK, but but over here I mean I I I have not noticed and I'm in a fairly blue state which tends to, which, they're a little more aggressive. But, uh, I have not had any difficulty getting anything like yeah, I don't I mean I don't I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that the economy is struggling like I'm not not saying that I'm just just saying my experience I've been able to get everything I need you know mm-hmm. so uh, oh yeah I, I don't I don't really know uh, <laughs> I hope it stays that way That's yeah 
Yeah, we're exactly the same. It's been exactly the same here. Um, we've probably done more and had more in this 12 weeks or whatever it's been than I think we have in years, you know, because you've got that. You've got yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, you've got extra money because you're not going out and just pissing it up the wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you're drinking at home. I mean, we don't drink a lot, to, really, but like on a weekend, well, I finish. What my company's done is where we were a five, six day week, company we now work for we work monday to thursday and then they close everything down for three days because apparently this virus can only live on services for 72 hours that's the information that my company's been given so we close from thursday to monday morning and i'm kind of i'm kind of hoping that isn't going to end because i like these these weekends you know i'm enjoying the fact to get home on a thursday i've got friday saturday sunday and yeah, we've done more in this time. And and even though I don't obviously want deaths and, and destruction and, and things to fail, but I, I've actually seen quite a, a positive side to this. Um, you know, my friends seem to be closer, even though we're doing stuff over like what we're doing now, you know, like, you know, connecting over Zoom or Skype or whatever, you know, social media program it is. And you, you, you're doing stuff to be fun because everyone's going through a shit time. I don't know, I've just seen quite a positive side until sort of this last week in the news where things seem to have taken a bit of a turn everywhere. But for me, it's been the same as you. I've managed to get everything and it's and it's been quite a nice journey, really, you know? Yeah, um, certainly speaks to the adaptability of the human spirit. I think, I think that's um, a really awesome thing that people are finding ways to to make the most out of this and to get a lot out of it, you know, I, I, I think. Because at the end of the day, um, we can't do anything about these external circumstances. No. So uh, the best we can do is make the best, make the most of it. You know, and I, and I think I think some people are doing a really good job of it. You know, some people are not. Some people are losing their minds, but mm. th- that's to be expected. But I think on, on a whole, uh, we're do, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, um, I I think the human race is is you know it could be a lot worse. You know, people could be losing their minds. Yeah, I mean, what what I've sort of seen happening over in America this last few days with that you know the the police brutality situation that. I've Ah, so that news makes it over there too. That's that's interesting. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I saw the, I actually saw the clip on Twitter, and and yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. You know, absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and it, I don't know. There seems to be like this, this kind of like revolutionary curve that seems to be happening. We've got it here in this country. You know, no one's particularly happy with our government right now. I mean, completely. You know, against not against the government, I would say, but a government with no trust, a government with no power, really, isn't it? If the people, if enough of the people don't trust or believe, then you're going to have a very hard time enforcing any more rules or any more. You know, if you came and said, you know, we're going to do another two months of lockdown, I think there'd be quite a lot of people now in this country that may be near the point of riots. You know? Yeah, because yeah. they don't. There's no. There's no. You know, trust. And your government's different. You know, here it's very. Um, the federal government's kind of s- stepped out because we we have this thing you know called the Tenth Amendment where they have to kind of not that like the federal government can't like step in and, and say 
uh, certain things. Mm. But um, the the states in and of themselves, you know, some people are already riding and doing some crazy stuff, and it's um, I'm very curious to, to see. I mean, I think I think it's gonna. I, I'm still hopeful. I mean, maybe it's because I don't I don't have a, a life structure that that depends on everything. And you know, immediately returning to order, so I recognize that bias uh, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if I am um, incredibly unique in that in that regard. Like, um, like I think there there are tons of people with the same things, and and I think they're they're hopeful as well. Mm-hmm. I would like to think they're hopeful, certainly. Oh yeah, uh, because hope. Is really one of those things that just kind of, and, uh, you know, and I don't even like leaning on that kind of thing, but but I know um, it's useful. No, yeah, yeah, of course it is. It's uh, you um, you tweeted something earlier about the voice, the voice in your head that you know you listen to yourself more than anybody, don't you? you hear yourself more than anybody, and I, honestly, I, I totally agree with you, and I think that that um, positivity is is the main thing is the way to go to, to always have a positive outlook on anything on yourself, on the situation. It certainly helped me uh, over the years. I had, I had a period of time where I, I, I kind of went like really stressed about anything. It came out, it, it just appeared from, from nowhere. You know, I went from being quite laid back. I mean, so laid back. People used to say, Scott, you're laying down, you know, nothing bothers you <laughs> to, to the next minute, like ready to kill people, you know, like, literally like oh this is really annoying me and and it took me years to get a a grip of it and just recently i think with this situation happening it's like i've never really i've never really experienced experienced anxiety my wife suffers suffers with anxiety but i've never i was always under the kind of like opinion of why what what you're panicking about you know when she was having a panic attack it was like why what you're panicking about not really sort of grasping that it's a panic attack it can happen for any reason but yeah you know sat listening to the news watching the news and all all of a sudden we were in lockdown and you know all these people were starting and i was watching this death toll go up daily and all of a sudden man i had like major panic attacks it was hard to 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 leave the house you know like like all of a sudden in my head there was this this fearful invisible enemy that was waiting for me when i stepped outside the door and and me and my wife are quite strong characters and <laughs> my wife just sort of <laughs> my wife just sort of turned to me after about a week of putting up with shit and said you know stop it i need <laughs> i need you and the kids need you so get your shit together and since then i've just sort of yeah you're right that's it you know i've kind of dealt with it um but yeah i think that tweet that you put on earlier was was brilliant with the you know the voice you listen to in your head is the one you hear the most so you might as well try and you know get something from it some positivity from it and i also agree with you about the human race um i really do think the human race is is quite amazing actually for all the shit that we do do and and you know the bad stuff we're, we're quite adaptable and yeah we're getting i think we're getting through this quite quite well really combined two countries i think i think our countries are, are, are closer now as well yeah um kind of have to be at this point because everyone's you know working together it reminds me of this movie um arrival i don't know if you you ever seen yes. it yes they have yeah it's a good film and one of my favorite movies man it is um and it, it, this is like an arrival type scenario where you know, everyone's got to work together yeah. to 
or are we risk you know missing out on on, on a lot of progress I don't know I don't know because I think sometimes from from deviations on a path it's just like a life path isn't it I mean you set off with an idea in your in your head when you're a child of what you're going to be when you're older and then you take a million and one deviations and end up doing something completely different or you know working a job you never thought you'd be working or or you know those kind of things and I think the, I think we're kind of like that I think at first it was oh nothing's normal anymore but look how quickly we've adapted to normal you, you know what's now normal um i don't even i don't miss going to a pub i do not miss being in a pub <laughs> whatsoever and I've, i miss going to the movies yes That's, yes i yeah. never i never miss cause i don't i don't drink i haven't drinking in almost seven years but right. I, I miss i miss the movies mm-hmm. uh interesting thing to miss but uh, that's one of my, my only hobbies, going to the movies. I think if, if I was to say, here's, you know, what do I do for fun? I could watch movies, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with I, you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off then. No, uh, yeah, I agree. No, no problem. No. I agree with you on that one. I, I kind of, I lost myself in movies when I, when I was a child, you know, and even in my late teens, early adulthood, it was it was a sense of escaping for me. I just... I don't know. I just had certain films that I could just watch over and over and over, and you know, and and now we're having a family and the kids, and it we have to travel quite a distance. We travel about forty-five minutes to a decent to a decent cinema, but that's part of the. the I'm the, not kidding. Yeah, yeah. So when you said that, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I miss I miss the smell. I miss the smell of popcorn. I miss the whole the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't even thought about that. Wow, forty-four <laughs> man, that's a that's a far, <laughs> far way to go. Farther than I'd probably travel. I, I'd find a closer theater, but but I wonder. So, so where, where are you at in the UK? You know, it's funny. Like all I think America is this kind of thing. London, and that's <laughs> it. Like <laughs> <laughs> everyone lives in London. Yeah. Right. Um, have you ever heard of Leeds? Yes. I'm about uh, probably about an hour and a half away uh, north of Leeds um, in a place called Bridlington, which is near Scarborough. I don't know if you've ever heard of Scarborough. Oh, like Scarborough Fair, the song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I live about 18 miles away from Scarborough, so, yeah. Oh, okay, nice, man. Yeah, Mama, I love that. that uh, I don't remember where I heard it. Oh, what the, um, there's this group called the Celtic Women, and they sing the song called um, the original is Scarborough Fair, like everyone you know knows that, but, but yeah. I heard the condition and I was like, oh, this is cool, man. man music. Yeah, yeah, I think you it's... Know, that's another thing. I, I, miss I, I love the, um, I haven't been, you know, since I've been back, but I love the symphony and the orchestra and, oh, wow. and the opera. And it's going to be, you know, a long time, probably before I see another symphony orchestra or opera. Can I ask you something on that on that note? Did you Yeah, sure. Did you train for boxing to opera music? No, 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 no. You can <laughs> You can never I, I couldn't even imagine how I'd make that work. Right, yeah. Um, I saw it in a film that was all sort in the I think it was Warrior with Tom Hardy, the cage fighting film. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and they yeah, made. Where he, where he, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The scene. Yeah, yeah. And I've just, I've always thought about it. I thought that'd be really hard to, to train. So, <laughs> you know, I like classical music. I love it. I, I, I love the passion in like what you just in orchestral music and and trained trained opera singer myself. Believe it or not. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, one of the first things I, I started. Really, yeah. That's basically what I did for sort of twenty odd years. Um, with with you sang opera. No kidding. Yeah, um, I would say I was more down the Josh Groban style. Of voice. Now, who's Josh Groban? I'm not. I'm not um, familiar. This is. He did. Oh, you've got to check Josh Groban out. Um, he did. You raise me up and um, confession. Oh, some of his popular songs. Yeah. you... You raise me up, that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Oh, I can stand on mountains. Yeah, he he did that. Um, but he sings in, like, six different languages, and he was um, he was an understudy for Andre Bocelli. Ah, no kidding. So that's how he got his, his break, and then, like, he just, yeah, he's got, a, he's got an amazingly um, soft but powerful operatic voice to listen to. You need to check him out, Josh Groban. You, I think you'd be quite, quite surprised at you know his music and and some of it's um, he classes himself as popera, po <laughs> yeah popera, um, because I suppose it is. It's more on the sort of commercial side of being really operatic. But it, I played it for my wife, and my wife absolutely loves him, she, and she's not really touched by that. <laughs> She's not really touched by that. Her thing is Whitney Houston, you know, and I agree with her. I mean, Whitney Houston was amazing, but, you know, you can't, I can't sort of get her into, into like full on operas because she just, she's getting into um, foreign films. So there might be hope, you know, I've made her watch a film with subtitles during lockdown. So we might get somewhere. Oh, okay. So, no. I haven't, um, I, I, I do not really follow foreign films at all anything good or worthwhile to, to check out well i happen to like the um i don't know if they're chinese or japanese and that's that's really showing my ignorance but like the um the films like uh, house of flying daggers and uh you know crouching tiger and all oh these yeah those are those are uh, chinese chinese much. they're yeah. brilliant just just the structure and the artistry in those films are in my opinion, amazing. Um, I've always been. I've, I, I love martial arts. I I love boxing, and I'm not just saying that because you're me and my wife will sometimes sit. <laughs> no, honestly, sometimes we'll sit on a Saturday night, even before all this, you know, virus bullshit happened, and we would we would put cage fighting on or boxing, and we'll just sit for hours and and watch fight after fight after fight. You know, women's martial arts and then men's martial arts. It just there's a, an adrenaline attached for me that you know when I really like a fighter or I get really used to a fighter I, I really enjoy watching the the artistry of martial arts you know does that make sense? Well, then the, yeah, oh for sure. And you know what's cool? Like the UK is like the boxing center of of pretty much you know I, I don't know if I'd say the world but but you know if there's any place. In, not the United States where boxing is is the center. If we would see UK, you know, you guys. I think right now you guys have uh, the most champions as well. So 
Yeah, I think I think between our two countries, we pretty much rock at boxing, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and the Marquis of Queensbury is is from uh is the is a UK thing, so our British thing. Queensbury rolls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny? A lot of people have like no idea what that means, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, how do you not know? Like, these are the rules of the sport. I know. Where have they you, come from? Man. Have you um, have you fought in the UK much? No, no, I've actually never fought overseas. It's one of those things that I, I wish I, I got a chance to do and never got a chance to do. You know. Mm. Um, and and my fight days, you know, I, I'm never gonna fight again, and that's. I mean, I don't want to say. I always say never, say never, but 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 the the amount of energy it would take, considering the other things I could do with my life, with that same energy, yeah, I'm, I'm never fighting again. <laughs> it's just, it's a it's a lot of. No, I mean, I just, I I the sport served me well, and I got a lot out of it, but I, but I have no desire to return. Like, right. like I I get you know I went as far. As I went as far as you know, I think I think I you know could have gone maybe could have gone farther, but but I, I have no regret. It's it's really set the stage for the next part of my life that I'm in right now. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you that actually, if if you know you regretted retiring or you know if you had any thoughts, to, just just purely, just purely because I've seen that um, Mike Tyson's making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, you know, which is insane. But yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson's insane, so you know. Yeah, he is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks fantastic. What is he? <laughs> he must be about fifty-eight. He's got to be fifty-eight, fifty-nine. Yeah, I think he's. I don't. I don't think he's that old, but but he's he's definitely north of fifty. That that much is is has been me. Yeah, it's got to be some form of steroid. Uh, some Tyson. form of steroid, definitely to to be in the shape. Well, well, you, well you know. He, he was a, he's a trained athlete, and so so a lot of that, right? So I, I watched the video. Yeah. So you have to remember, a lot of it is is muscle memory. Like he, he oh, just yeah. knows what to do. So he doesn't he doesn't need to be. I mean, he okay. You, you need to be in good shape. That is like I don't I don't want to paint that picture or that image. But you don't need to be in that great a shape. Um, yeah. At least not to make it all look fancy. And you know you know if he if he actually fights, I would I I see it and you know there'd be a bunch of people who go see it because uh why wouldn't you go see it man it's a <laughs> well yeah I'd, I'd probably go and watch yeah so you know he's like yeah, I gotta go see Mark Tyson now man yeah have you ever met him um and I, I never I never like uh what's the word I want I never like had a conversation with him, but he was promoting a kid locally, yeah. and they put on a few shows here, and and I met him. Uh, you know, stood in the same the same air and breathing, uh, breathe the same air that he breathed. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I must I must imagine it. Yeah, being a boxer and aspiring to go far in boxing and and coming across like Mike Tyson, that must have been quite a one of them moments. <laughs> <laughs> One of yeah, he, yeah, it was really cool, man. You, you used to get to see uh, somebody, and he was he was doing um he was doing a great job. He was just you know kind of the face of his promotion, and it, it was it was working out really well. 
Thought it was a fun time. I mean, he looked like he was having fun in the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. And you certainly know when Mike Tyson's having fun, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, what... Very true. What and how did you get into boxing? Was it something you always wanted to do, or was it a life? Uh, yeah, something I... Yeah. Something I was always generally curious about, and I just said, you know what, um... Let's let's go try this out. Let's see how how it goes. And um, <clears throat> and the thing about that is that I I had nothing else going on, right? I was like, let me go figure out something mm-hmm. uh, in my life that is going to help me move to the next level and 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 you know put some sweat equity in somewhere in my life. And so I, I got. I got that that chance when I said, you know what, I want to do this. Uh, YouTube videos were just becoming a thing. I saw God putting fights up on YouTube, and I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go enjoy this. this mm-hmm. gonna, you know, see how far this goes. I'm gonna try this thing out, and it worked out pretty well. So I mean, it, 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 that was uh, I was I was like 20, probably 2007, 2008. Yeah, and, and I just you know it, it went well. I had a good time. Did you did you know that you were doing well, or did you believe the people when they were telling you, you know, when you were training that you're something, you know, you've got something? Well, you know, the cool thing about boxing is you can't like be it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Either either you win or you don't. Um, there's, there's not yeah. really uh much in between there, and and I was I was pretty I was aware that things were going well, things went well enough anyhow, and. And my, my um my career just kept kept uh, moving along. Yeah. So was it like you were just natural to it? Like some people are just naturally? No, come? hardly not. No, right. I just I just you know worked my ass off, man. There was nothing nothing even remotely natural about <laughs> me in boxing. I was I was very um I just started out awkward, man. You start out awkward and, and not graceful with no technique and. It, and you, you got to learn it all, yeah. and that's that's what I did. I, I went and learned a bunch, and yeah, I I nothing like you. I tried a bit of I tried a bit of Grav Maga. Is that how they say it? Grav Maga. Oh yeah, Grav Maga. Fucking hell, man! <laughs> I hurt it. I hurt in places I didn't even know you could hurt. You know, like just yeah. That that oh. is a, a um. It's a combat art. It was it was. I, if I remember the, the mythology correctly, it was created kind of in response to uh, the, the the terrorism That's that right, the yeah. Israeli people were experiencing. Uh, but, you know, like being snatched into a van and stuff like that, and having to fight off attackers. <clears throat> yeah. It's, so it's lethal. It's it's a a lethal um, weapon. The guys that are that are good at it are fucking lethal. You know, they can like break every bone in an arm and, and still not be done with that arm. You know, you, you, you go, at them with a, <laughs> you go at them with a knife and they, they break your wrist, your fingers, your elbow, your shoulder, then, then strangle you with the limp arm. You know, it's like, yeah, no, it's a bit much for me. I mean, boxing, um, I wouldn't say I did much boxing. I did, it was compulsory at school. Growing up, because I grew up in London, we had boxing classes, and you know, stuck with no kidding. 
Yeah, it was it was an old style of school. So like it was it was that sort. Of, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but in in some of the London schools, um, when when there was disagreements or fights broke out they, in the playground, they used to they used to make the lads fight in a boxing ring. You would you would talk boxing at school, and they would bring the whole school in to watch the fight. So it was it was controlled and it was watched, you know, rather than fighting yeah. in, fighting in the playground. That didn't happen. Oh, dude, that that's, yeah. uh, that's I mean, I, I think that's awesome, you know. But yeah, well, it didn't it didn't uh, happen in the time I was there. But my sister, I've got two older sisters. My my older sisters sort of said they remember, you know, the last couple of times that it happened where the teachers were like, you know. Right, come on, and everyone used to go down to the gym, and you got in the boxing ring, and you know, <laughs> yeah, the fight happened in the ring. But yeah, yeah, we were taught boxing at school and skipping, and you know, stuff like that. But it wouldn't have been by anybody that's got any sort of major skill, or you know, just knew how to sort of show you a few combinations. So I kind of I went down the karate route. I started in karate, and then I went to kickboxing. Um, I ended up. Like I said, doing the grab McGrath, I did a bit of jiu-jitsu. Um, I, I can defend myself. I wouldn't say I was a fighter. I can defend myself. Um, but yeah, I had a couple of kickboxing fights which went horrifically wrong. <laughs> horrifically wrong. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, how, how wrong is horrifically wrong? Oh, um, being stupid. I mean, these were like, you know, nothing professional set up, just like a club. A club fight in another club in like a sports centre, and you know you sold tickets to your mum and your and, and your sisters and people like that. You know, it was like a, a local area thing. And I remember the guy that I was supposed to be fighting hadn't turned up, and this guy said to me, "Oh, you can fight so and so if you want. He's about three stone heavier." <laughs> me being the, the, three stone. Yeah, he was he was tall and he was really heavy, and I'm like five seven and not as heavy as him. I'm, I'm exaggerating. He was probably a stone heavier than me. So, yeah, there was a big, big weight difference. And, uh, yeah, I kind of ended up knocked out quite quickly. <laughs> so that went horrific. Well, you know, it, it, it could have went worse, right? You know? Yeah. That's what I, I mean by <laughs> horrifically wrong. There's always, it's always the positives, right? You always got to find the positives. The positive was, Ed, that I realized fighting wasn't for me. That, that was the positive. Yeah, hey, look, man. It, it, um, no, there is certainly I, w- I will never, ever, a man for for stepping into the ring and trying and then going, you know what? Because that's a that's a serious thing, man. Fighting is serious. Yeah, yeah. There's so much. Um, there's so much mind games that go into fighting for me in my in my opinion you know like just I'm, I'm good at forward thinking but I don't think I'm enough forward thinking to be good at you know fighting to, to successfully protect myself and successfully defend myself at the same time does that make sense no that makes perfect yeah it's one or the other <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's like that in every kind of delicate, or or I don't want to say delicate, delicate's the wrong word. Um, every every dance of combat, 
Mm-hmm. If to excel, you have to simultaneously be able to attack and defend and think that way as well. You have to think in terms of an attacker and as a defender. Yeah. Yeah, you see, that even that just blew my mind because I've never really looked at it like that. And that's quite a... That's quite an obvious path now that you've you've said it like that. But <laughs> you don't think I don't think you think the general person with you know like my sort of mindset doesn't. It's more you know how do I what's that saying? Fight or flight, isn't it? I, I've kind of got both at the same time. Like I won't run away from a situation. I would never do that. But as the fight's happening, I'm still thinking about flight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, how can I, how can yeah. I, avo- how can I avoid the most collateral damage and and get out of this situation? Um, and I think that's why I learned to be funny. You know, like I learned how to be have banter and and quick quick sarcasm at school because it just stopped me getting bullied. You know, literally because I was small. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was one of the smallest in my year and. The other kid that was a bit smaller than me daily spent, you know, his dinner time in a bin or having his head shoved down a toilet. So I thought I didn't really want that. You know, the toilet look didn't really work for me. Um, so I learned to sort of be funny. Uh, and the and the other factor is I've got two older sisters. I didn't have a dad. My dad had left. So I had no brothers or, you know, older brothers to sort my fights out. So if I got the shit kicked out of me, my sisters were then going after people, and that you can't have your sisters going after people, can you? Yeah, that's not. <laughs> that is 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 um. Well, no, I I, th- I think every kid's got to learn how to fight, though. Um, yeah. Not every. I mean, there's just, there's just no way around it. Um, because the, the this world is a. It's an ugly place, man, and it will it will chew you up if you are not mm-hmm. yeah to defend yourself in it, and that, that's just part of part of life. Ain't no way around it, you know. Oh, definitely. That leads me into a question. Actually, have you ever stood across from someone in in your fighting career and just had a moment of what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing no, this? No, no, because that, that's that's what training's for. Training's to prevent prevent that feeling. Yeah. You you train and practice and you just go and you're like, okay, I'm here. I mean, now after after everything everything kind of starts and it takes off. Um. Like okay, maybe I got it over my head, but but the moment of of right before the fight starts, you're just like, you know, here we go. It's time to time to throw that. Yeah. Do. Yeah, it's all you can. It's all you can do. There's no boxing is really in that it um it forces you to 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 confront front whatever it is you think is um is a weakness or a deficiency in you in you. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I like that. Uh, you won't you won't you won't you won't last very long. No, no, there'd be nothing uh, so. worse. Nothing worse, I suppose, than having an an inkling, like a tiny little bubble of doubt in your mind is probably the worst thing as a boxer that you could have. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, a little, a little bit of doubt is is 
Okay, so so you, I mean, everyone's afraid, man. That's just anyone who says otherwise is, is full of it. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you can't let that impede the action you you take. You still have to act, and you realize, you know, you, you should be acting. Yeah, you should be executing at such a level that you don't even have uh, time to register your fear, if that makes sense. You yeah, know, you, you don't have time to, to dwell in it, so. So yeah. Why would we? Well, you know, no one can. I, I, I wouldn't pay attention to that. You know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm afraid, uh, whatever. I'm afraid. It's just how it is. Uh, it disappear. Mm. You know. Yeah. Or, or I won't pay attention to it as it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think like um, I think there's been I think there's been boxers, professional boxers, especially from the UK that have have really. Um, Come come undone when they crossed to America, they crossed the seas, and over here they were so adored and and uh, loved, and you know they were untouchable. And um, when they came to America, and you know they faced maybe real opponent. I'm, I'm going to use the word real opponents because I think you know some of these fights that they had in this country were maybe a little bit hand picked for them, easy fights if you yeah. like. And I'm going to mention two boxers. Uh, once one was Prince Nazim. Ah, um, oh, yeah. He came unstuck in America, and he was too confident, in my opinion. I don't think he was fearful of his opponent. I don't think he took his opponent seriously. And you know, he learned. I can't remember who he fought now, but um, he learned very quickly that you know he was out of his out of his depth. And the second is Ricky Hatton. Uh, Ricky Hatton. Ah, uh, Ricky yeah. Hatton. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a, he, he lost to Mayweather and Pacquiao. That's right, and, yeah. Yeah, both, but, well, well, I don't think Mayweather knocked him out, I don't remember. No, no, Mayweather did knock him out. Yeah, Mayweather a, knocked him out, didn't he, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. and Mayweather, like, doesn't knock anyone out. No, <laughs> no, because he's quite defensive, isn't he, Mayweather? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think to the Mayweather... Conor McGregor fight. I, th- I thought it was a, it was a great way to make a lot of money. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- not really something that any anyone with any knowledge of fighting would ever take seriously. Uh, th- there's there was no way McGregor could win that fight. Like, and you know, after the first round, if you, if you still thought it wasn't just for show, mm-hmm. then then your your fight IQ is lower than. The average, I want to say the average, you know, you're an average fight fan, you're a basic fight fan, if you mm-hmm. thought McGregor had a chance, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but they made a lot of money because they sold it right, they, they sold it so well, I was really impressed by how well they sold it because uh, um, people are just, you know, people are people. Yeah, I mean, Conor McGregor, he's, he's got a loud mouth soup on him, isn't he, he can talk the talk and... And the Irish accent helps him carry that that swag, you know, with him. He can he can really sell a fight in general. You know, he could probably sell you a washing machine when you didn't want a washing machine. He's he's got that sound about him. Um, it took even my me and my wife when we were watching it just to say that is not Connor. He's hardly hitting. You know, it wasn't. I don't know. You're talking. To, 
I'm seeing it from both angles because I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a guy that can stand for five and a half minutes grappling and getting elbows thrown to his face and you know like all that kind of stuff. I've never been a boxer, but I've certainly experienced that side of things. And you know, and then like I like Mayweather as well, and I know that Mayweather is one of the most defensive fighters in my opinion. I don't think he's like many people land a punch on him, and it was just. I don't yeah, know. you could just see it was farcical. Even my wife sort of said, "This is fixed." Right, like I'm watching. I'm like, "This is I'm I'm like, this is nonsense. Like, this is not how Mayweather fights. This is silly." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's kind of what. And we didn't stay up to watch it because I think it was like four or five in the morning. We we went round to a friend owned a owned a bar, and he. He said, look, I paid for it last night. I haven't watched it, so come round in the morning. We'll all watch it. So we went and watched it on a big, you know, a big project- projector screen, like a 100-foot projector screen. And it was, like, so excited for this, you know, this crossover fight. Because I think the only other time in history this has happened, wasn't it? Someone like, um, I want to say Bruce Lee. Didn't Bruce Lee or someone like that fight a, a boxer or... A uh, wrestler. Or no, I can't remember. Uh. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was yeah. It's only happened twice, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know. I'd, I've kind of lost a lot of respect for Conor McGregor as well, which is a shame because I really, I really sort of, I liked him after. Before that, I liked him with the Mayweather fight. But where you were saying boxing IQ, I think you'd probably have to link that kind of boxing to like Logan Paul and them sort of people that. You know, <laughs> yeah, those guys, yeah, you know, once again, those guys are smart, man. They capitalized, yeah, on they they capitalized on obsession with kind of look. And before before I speak on that, you know, I have to preface. I'm 100. I don't I don't think he he hate. Like, I don't think Logan Paul and Paul. Are, uh, I don't think those fights were like not real blows being thrown, or it was like fixed. It, they just they're not professionals, but they understand. Uh, um, yeah, how to like, make money. But you know how to make money. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I couldn't bring myself to watch him personally. Uh, my daughter was all in because she's at that age where it's you know, the, these two YouTubers are fighting, and I, I found myself saying they're not fighting. You know, <laughs> it's not real fighting. Put them in with a real boxer. Put them in with a real martial artist. It's not fighting. So I, I, I don't want to say that because. Uh, was it KSI, the guy he was fighting? I mean, he looked in some decent shape. You know, I watched a couple of the videos with her. When exactly. Came... Like... Yeah. Yeah, so I started to take a little bit of notice, but I think you're right on the boxing IQ side of things. It's That, for me, that Conor Mayweather fight was in the Logan Paul KSI area. You know, yeah, not a real fight. Um, but what did you think to... Um... Tyson Fury's comeback and then beating Detona Wilder. I'd... Uh yeah, okay, so so I, I thought he won. I actually thought he won the first fight, albeit much closer than he won the second fight. Yeah. Um and and really, you know, I I think that Tyson Fury is going to go down as, as one of the, the greatest fighters, heavyweights in history. If there are competitions available for him to fight and everything, I mean, he at six, he's six nine. He moves so well and boxes. I mean, that that's a it's a hard thing to deal with, as as Deontay Wilder found out, and I think a lot of people are going to find out if, if he he doesn't 
if he beats Anthony Joshua, no one uh, will beat him. And, and I'm a I'm a big Anthony Joshua fan. I just uh, I like the I think overall he's a solid fight, solid fighter, great media personality. I'm I'm a big fan of, of him. But I, I I'm not so foolish to think that he's gonna walk through Tyson Fury, man, because because Fury can move alive. Realistically, has the, the the kind of physical what's the word I want constitution that Andy Ruiz Jr. has, you know. Yeah. But skill set, but he can, I think he can move better than Ruiz. Uh, he doesn't hit as hard. Or he has you know Tyson Fury as big as he is, he doesn't have that much power. But you know even that even knockdowns were that he got on water, they weren't like clean. No. Or they were good shots, but they weren't. But. Well, no, that'll be a good fight if it happens. You know, hopefully this this uh, virus stuff doesn't uh, uh, get get nuts. Oh well, if um, Dana White can buy an island for them all to fight on, I'm sure the boxers can go in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, can use it. I, I don't see the difference. You know, as long as everyone's tested or temperature, whatever you know, blood tested, whatever they need to do, then um, that should be on that that fighter's discretion. I think you know. Obviously, you can't have thousands of people there, and I don't. I honestly don't know, like you do, what a crowd makes to a fight. You know, would you find it hard fighting to five people in your corner or twenty-five thousand people? You know, or are you completely zoned out to the to the crowd? You know, I. I you have to. If you want to improve, if you want to move forward in your career, it's just it's when every every guy can do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. but 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 that's um, neither here nor there. But well, not neither here nor there. Um, it, it's just a necessary step and step stepping stone because you know the bigger the fight, the bigger the pressure, and the more you have to focus. Is it's largely a mental game mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, it's amazing that you've you 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 sort of hit on um, Tyson Fury because I had quite I had quite an argument years ago with with a close friend of mine about the Vladimir Klitschko fight Tyson Fury Vladimir yeah. Klitschko and yeah. he said oh who are you going for now you know regardless I grew up with Vlad I grew up with him being a champion the boxer of boxers you know I loved I loved him as a boxer and my friend sort of said you know who are you going for and my heart hearts what it, the only really footage that I'd seen of Tyson Fury was him being quite loudmouthed, disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just thought he was tall and fat. You know, I hadn't really watched much of his boxing reel. I hadn't watched many heavyweight fights. Just that was I was into something completely different at the time. I hadn't really paid much attention. Um, and even though I should have said Klitschko, I said Fury. I had watched enough fights to real, in my yeah. opinion, to realize the guy. Was something else, and his and his boxing skill was brilliant. You know, in my opinion, he was a brilliant boxer. Um, and I said, "Fury, ah, fucking hell, you're stupid. He's going to get murdered and all that." You know, we proper fell out over it. And when he won, <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah." And I've had that argument so many times, down to even Wilder. And I really like Wilder. Really like him. I think you know, I like him. As well as being a boxer, I think he's I think he's a nice guy. You know, he's always seemed all right, and he does a lot for well, what I've read. He does a lot for charities and stuff like that. And you know, and I was yeah. like, like you said about the first fight. I actually thought Fury won the first fight. 
I thought the second fight seemed a lot more awkward. They both seemed a bit awkward. And like you said, the knockouts, when I rewatched it on YouTube, it didn't really look like a clean knockout. Yeah, they, they, the, the first knockout. Now, now you know, you got to remember the, the, the towel, the, his corner threw in the towel. I mean, because Buzz Wilder was getting, you know, he was, he was getting beat pretty badly. Yeah. And, and at the, you really have to, really have to look and go, okay. These you don't have any offense. You you, you can't stop this guy's defense. Um, and these shots are serious because they're heavy shots. What are we going to do? And they, they threw in the towel. Now I think that was the right choice. That save yeah. your fight or let him fight another day. Yeah, plus on top of, top of that, you know he's making a million a fight. There's no reason to to jeopardize that for mm-hmm. prod in a fight that you are clearly losing. You know. Yeah. Now if it was if it was. But I think he stopped in the seventh round. I don't think I don't think Water won around. I, I, yeah. and, and a few he lost uh, ten eight. So yeah. there, there was no, there was almost no way he was going to win and just suffer more damage. And then he was getting opened up on like Fury was high, slowing down. You know, like the shot that they they threw the towel on. I, I thought that was really telling of uh, the skill difference. Fury went in. He jab jab. Act like he was going to jab again. Pause. Shifted his feet and dropped the right. And it, you know, you, you did that so you could see the difference in in the uh, awareness and IQ. Because that, I mean, that, that's not that's not a um, a, a, a an amateur move. You know, that that's yeah. a very disrupt rhythm and everything. You know, he, he there ain't there is there's nothing to really he can do, man. Nothing he can. So we'll see. You know, I, I hope he comes back. You know, because he he really he went. Very, very far on that right hand alone. So you were saying, uh, um, Detona Wild, do you think you think he can make a comeback? Oh, for sure, you know, because it was, a, you know, he didn't, he, he lost horribly, yeah, that sucks, and it, but it was a rematch too, but, but he'll, I think he'll, he'll come back and be good, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah, I am as well, and, um, I'll get on to what I think spoiled the situation. But for me, I mean, I, I do tend to watch a lot of boxing. I watched the um, the Ortiz fight, and I don't think he fared too well against Ortiz. He, he didn't look himself, I think. There was this whole, oh, you know. Oh, uh, Louis Ortiz, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and here's the thing, you know, Louis Ortiz is, is 6'3". Realistically, they, they, they think he's at least 40. Some people estimate over 45. Yeah. We don't really know because of the way the Cubans kept the records. And uh, and he didn't have the, uh, the, the he just didn't have the the ability or rather the athleticism you know the the, the spry legs whatever to to, mm-hmm. to fight with him but 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 he he gave him a fight and it was and it was uh, you know what what are we gonna do about this and then, you know it took water a long time to get that shot in there but but it got in and that was that yeah when it like tenth or eleventh round that that right hand. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it took a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watched that. I mean, I do like him. But I've, I've, I just felt that it was just muddied a bit with the Fury win with, like, you know, I wore that suit coming in, whatever it was that he wore coming down to the ring, and it was too heavy, and he wore his legs out, and it's like, I don't think he actually gave that statement. I, I don't know if he did, but that's what I read somewhere. I don't know if that's a truthful statement to make, so I'm not going to make too much of a point on it, but... You know, you know yourself as a as a 
person who does this as a profession, you're not going to wear something that's going to tie you out just to walk to the ring, are you? When right. it, you know, it just seemed a, a stupid statement if he did make it. I don't think he did personally, but I can't remember where I read it. But, um, but yeah, you touched on Joshua and uh, Ruiz, which I'm not shocked. Everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so shocked. Joshua and Ruiz. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked at all. Um, I think he got rocked by Tackham. Um, and I think he struggled against Con- that. Yeah, it's a con- yeah. Yeah. He, that was a great fight. Right. I, I thought they stopped that early. Too. I thought that was a premature stoppage. I did. Uh, against Carlos Tacom. I thought he had it. I did. I, I thought... Uh, well, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think Carlos was winning. No, I, didn't, I don't think that. But but I thought the, 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 the stoppage was premature. Mm-hmm. And then I he, thought fairly... Uh, Josh was probably not. I didn't smoking him, but I didn't think he was uh, losing. Now I do think level, well, but doesn't matter. He knocked him out when he fought Pavekin. I thought he was he was losing all the rounds, and then he knocked Pavekin out. So. He he is something else, isn't he? Uh, he's like a yeah, little, yeah. little <laughs> firebomb, isn't he? He just I, I can't think who I watched. I saw him fight another English fighter, really big, tall. English fighter, I can't think of his name. David. Oh, uh, man, I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. David Price. That's it, David uh, Price. My God. <laughs> he, like, knocked him back into his childhood. He hit him so hard, his mum felt it. It just, like, flattened him. Yeah, it was... I really... Did I love watching watching Pavekin fight? I, I really am a, I'm a big Alexander Pavekin fan. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought... And, you know that that fight just he, he, what's great is he's he's got ah, man he he's got power in both hands and I think he just chose to be an orthodox fighter but if he wanted to be I think he could be a lefty I think I think he's got very very nice balance yeah yeah he has for well I suppose I suppose when you're a, li- a little man you do have maybe more balance I don't know if that's maybe how it works yeah I guess he's probably like six feet. Oh well, yeah. yeah. He just looks small compared to David Price, I guess. <laughs> he's he towers, doesn't he, David Price? Yeah, David Price, like six eight, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Nicky, he's, he's he's tall, man. <laughs> that Nicky Piper as well from England. He used to be really tall as well. Do you remember Nicky Piper? I don't know how old you are to be honest. Yeah. 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 Nicky Piper. I mean, he's like really intelligent. Oh, I've had this, but it's the game. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, he was really tall as well. I mean, Tyson Fury's quite tall as well, isn't he? Tyson Fury's like 6'9". Six 6'9", nine. Six nine, yeah. Yeah, all that height, as surely that does make a difference to your power, especially if you're fighting someone who's a bit smaller because your, your punch is coming downwards, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and, and the, the bigger thing is like when, you, when, you're a, when you're a taller, when you have the height advan- advantage in a fight, um, you... you and to, you know, to fight, as we say, you fight long where you try and keep the distance and keep keep range out of balance. Uh, but, but, but the good thing is how to use footwork to get inside. But some guys are just so big and strong that they're just smart about what they do. Uh, with it. You know, Klitschko's, Lennox Lewis, yeah. now Fury. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, if Wilder comes back. Be... Yeah. I hope he does. So. I hope he does. I, I really do. I, I like to tone a wilder. Um, I actually, sorry, just 
you probably didn't want to come on here and talk about boxing. We've gone into fighting, haven't we? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, no, the one person I was shocked at against Anthony Joshua was Joseph Parker. I expected a lot more from Joseph Parker. Um, from watching his fights, I watched like. Ah, uh, you know, well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Joshua's. Yeah, that... I, I agree. Well, well, you. You know what it is, uh, in my opinion, watching uh, the two of them, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of fan enough of Joseph Parker anyway. Um, Joseph is 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 a he's above average to average at everything. There's nothing he does does particularly uh, well, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and so when you come up against somebody that does something. Really I think uh, Anthony Joshua does does better than most fighters is I think his, his technique is, is really really something. They yeah. you can tell um, that he's he's got a solid trainer. Um, and, well, I mean, I guess his trainer's a new guy, but but whoever's got him, you know, thumb punches and, and his technique is great. Really makes him harder, uh, in my opinion, than you think he would. Looking mm-hmm. at him because he carries a lot of muscle and that tends to make guys. He doesn't look like he should hit hard from from a fighter's perspective. Yeah, but, but he but he lays it up. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, overall very good. I was going to ask you that. Um, I've always thought you he know, was he was a bit too heavy, not as in heavy muscle, but too heavy with muscle because obviously muscle's heavier, isn't it, than than uh, carrying a bit of weight, a bit of fat. So you. You'd expect him to tire, yeah, a lot quicker, and yeah, maybe not be as as powerful. Um, but it 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 shocks me when you get like the little lightweight, the really lightweight fighters, because they can really pack a punch as well, can't they? You know, you hear you know hearing these guys. Well, it's not only can they pack a punch, but these guys are lighter too. So when you when you do get a punch, uh, it it does it just does more damage to you. Yeah. Uh, so so that. It's one of those things that yeah that is rough. I was gonna I, I can't say his name and I might even have his name wrong. Um, I've watched a couple of his fights and he uh, I think they call him the Matrix. Um, is it Vasily Lomachenko? Something like that. Oh uh, yeah, Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah. Oh my. He's like a, what is what is he? I think he's thirty. Yeah, he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. Yeah, Vasily Lomachenko is great. It's pretty good. I'm a. Uh, it's unfortunate that he's he's in such a light division, you know. And yeah. You know how do we we uh see how great he is? You know, you need you need something to 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 test that against. Yeah. If yeah, that like, makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like I say, I've only I've only caught a couple of YouTube fights of him. I've not actually seen a full um, fledged fight, but. I do find I do find it quite um, mesmerizing, you know, boxing and and when you when you see someone who I don't know, you just sometimes you like certain fighters, don't you? I mean, for me, I always like Chris Eubank. You know, Chris Eubank was one of my favorite boxers growing up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how old are you? I'm forty-one. Oh, okay, that that makes sense. I was like Chris Eubank, because because I'm I'm I know Chris Eubanks Jr. That's like yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's scary. Okay, yeah, that, yeah uh, but but that's you know I can say this man, like if, if my kids wanted to fight, I'd probably be like, "What is wrong with you?" Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know, uh, what I would, what I would do, but I guess I'd have, <laughs> if, <laughs> if I couldn't talk them out of it, I would, I would, you know, just, just try and get them the best coaching I could. Yeah. How many kids have you got? I've got no kids. Right oh, now, sorry. So. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of time. No, well, you know, it, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 35. We'll see, you know, how how my mind goes i'm 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 not i'm not not like overly pulled towards fatherhood but i'm not repelled by it i just mm. i'm just not sure i don't uh, think probably i, I mean it took probably cool. sorry no i was gonna say probably because it just took you know it took me so long to get to a position where I'm, i feel stable like i can have kids yeah i don't know if you if, if um in my opinion it's only my opinion i don't know if you do as a male i don't think you sort of I didn't. I don't think I like had a sort of um, an urging thing to to father, you know, to be a father, to to um, produce children. And then I had children, and now I couldn't imagine not having children, you know. But that's not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that that's. Uh, I've read a. Um, I was reading Stephen King's bio once, and and the way he described. Um, having kids he goes you know you guys arrived when you arrived arrived and you know that's when you were supposed to arrive yeah <laughs> and you know there was no real, yeah no that's... real plan or anything about you just got here when you were supposed to get here that's awesome i like that yeah that's brilliant so, so um have you you're an author as well aren't you you've wrote you've wrote a book oh uh, yeah yeah and um I've uh, written two, um, two, and they, you know, people people seem to enjoy them, which is nice. Yeah, sorry, it broke up a little. Then you've you've wrote two books, did you say? Yeah, and people seem to enjoy them. Yeah, and just for the UK listeners that maybe haven't come across your uh, your books, what what are these books based on, and you know what style? Um, one is, uh, the not caring what other people think is a superpower, uh, insights from a heavyweight boxer, where I'm talking about, uh, just different essay, uh, just a series of essays about, you know, improving your life. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is Sober Letters to My Drunken Self, where I'm writing out, you know, how I, how I got, got sober and help people out in that journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. Right. So those, those are the two books that I, that I have out. What was the uh, the harder of the two to write? Was it the soberity, the book on soberity? Uh, you know, I th- when I was writing the book about sobriety, you know, I ended ended up ended up doing a lot, of, I guess, inner work. You know, a lot of there was a lot of um, people that I, that I reached out to while I was in the middle of of that. Yeah. And I, I, you know, had to apologize to them for, for my behavior, and I thought I was, uh, I did the best I could, you know, and I said, hey, look, I, I had some issues, and my behavior was, was such a way, but it was not, uh, um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it, you know, you don't have to write me back, but I'm just letting you know uh, that I, I apologize, whatever. Some of them wrote back, some of them didn't, it just was what it was, you know. Yeah. But, but the sobriety book was definitely a, a difficult kind of book to put out there. Ah, but it is, yeah, yeah. Dealing with some demons again, isn't it? The, some of the, some of them that you can just 
I don't know. I don't suppose you've ever forget really, but you can't just get away from it. You know, you, yeah. when you when you go and look at. It. Yeah. No, 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 you don't. No, I mean it's it's one of them. It's like I I, I had a friend. I say had a friend. He's still my friend. He's just moved away, and we don't really communicate much now. But he um, he had anger issues, and you know he's lost like three or four wives due to his due to his anger. And wow. yeah, nicest guy you can meet. I mean, and I literally mean that the nicest person you can meet. But when he saw red, it was just over. It was too much. To you know, he just exploded. There was no there was no like numbers between one and ten he went from being one to ten you know in seconds and his sort of so bright is is he doesn't have relationships now he's sort of centered his life around buddhism and learning and you know he doesn't um engage with women whatsoever um in the in the sense of that he doesn't trust himself you know around women he doesn't trust himself enough that he isn't going to hurt someone you know there was some sort of uh, domestic abuse sort of issues and things that he'd sort of openly held his hands up to saying you know i lost it through drink and drugs and and stuff like you know he's, he went for um through the courts you know like by police and stuff like that he was um I don't know what you'd call it, uh, not forced to go to anger man- anger management, but if he didn't go to that, it was like a prison sentence, you know, for his anger. Um, he's really turned himself yeah, around. Yeah, a lot of guys end up in that. Yeah. That's good. But he came from a family of you know, of domestic abuse. You know, he, he grew up with lots of different men as role models, not, not a dad, not a stepdad, just like, you know, different person after different person after different person. And... You you learn from your behaviour, don't you? We imitate as children, you know. We imitate in the womb, don't we? That's how we learn how to yeah. speak. And yeah, he he learnt that behaviour. And like I say, not one of the nicest people you could meet. He just, I don't know, listened a little too much to that that voice inside his head when it wasn't really supposed to be telling him how to act. I guess I don't know. I don't know. And just such a shame, really, because you know. These things that that uh, these monsters, these demons that some of us deal with, isn't it? Uh, men and women and children. You know, you're seeing it in children now. There's a lot more stress and and depression and uh, negativity in children. To when we when I was growing it, up. Yeah, it just man. I think we need. What do we need? We need. We we need more emphasis on emotional control and emotional discipline. We don't we don't have that. No one teaches it anymore. You know, yeah. uh, it's not it's not something focused on in schools or anything like that. And that's unfortunate, man. It really it really is it's sad to me. Yeah, that, that that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I agree. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, I love to see that change, but it probably won't. You know, <laughs> yeah, not maybe just, in, just in the next ten years. I don't think, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> um, yeah. What's so. what is your uh, your thoughts on on your uh, president? Then are you are you a Trump supporter or? Oh, I don't pay attention at all, man. I haven't voted in, in many elections. I, I I don't have the energy to think about it yeah. um, because. 
live in a we live in a society. Uh, now, now I can say fortunately, and I certainly don't think everyone should take my approach because if everyone did, then my approach uh, would be bad. But enough people care, and I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna go off and work on building my life, my position, uh, try to get a few passports so I can go wherever I want, make sure I have enough money and enough um, of an audience and kind of readership in different areas so I can make a living being me and I don't have to think about this stuff because I, I can't control it, you know, so I don't yeah. I don't kind of not control it, but but there are the votes. My one vote um, has when one vote makes a difference and I'll reconsider uh, my stance, but until then, but heck, even if it's down to 100 votes even until then, you know, I just I, I've decided that I'm going to put my mind other places, you know, work on improving my life, work on improving my position and everything. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I'll be able to make it. Things. I totally agree with you on that one. I'm exactly the same. I haven't voted in years and I don't see the point. Um, like here is obviously completely different to where you are, but it's like we have two sort of parties that fight against each other. We have, Tory and we have Labour but really it doesn't really matter who's in power because it's all the same lies you know <laughs> they're all telling the same yeah, story it, that, pretty, that is almost identical to how I feel like like it's pretty much the same stuff man like yeah. uh, and then there's no point in, in even uh, putting in the energy to, you know you can just watch and see it really doesn't matter um, yeah who or what is doing what no so I'm no. Right I agree with you and like especially when I see sort of I don't know how many people run for president but when I see sort of the the other opportunity other than Trump is like that really demented old man what's Joe Joe Biden is it like he just yeah which is really interesting to me uh yeah, I thought I'm because <laughs> because like I'm aware, but like I can't I can't be like I'm not gonna be like oh I don't know anything about no I know what's going on I'm just not in the in the party yeah so to speak I know there's a party going on I'm just not not you know dancing to it yeah yeah and I, I think that's really really interesting <laughs> <laughs> what, what's going on it is it's like it's like two so two crazy old men escaped a, a mental home. And, and one sort of thinks he's in a beauty pageant with his weird hair and his and his sort of orange skin, and the other one just wants a bit of attention. <laughs> it's just like the rest of us are going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but then look at ours. I mean, Donald Trump and Boris Johnson really aren't that far apart from each other. They kind of look like each other. Yeah, it's very, it's very odd. Yeah, yeah, strange times, strange times. And, uh, so, what are you planning? A, a, another book? Are you in the middle of writing yeah. a book? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually working on some fiction, and I'm working on a book uh, centered around forgiveness. So, uh, I want to teach people really, really practical way um, to, to to practice forgiveness. That's really important to me. So, once once I get that. Um, That'll be the next book, you know. I, don't, I never really know how these things are gonna go. I'm just just here for the ride, you know. And I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, that's a that's a big subject. Forgiveness. It's not a. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's something that's really important to me. So. 
I think it's important to to everybody, um, and it's certainly it's certainly one of the most damaging things as a person to not do because you're only hurt. In my opinion, you you only hurt yourself. You know, like if like I don't know, you've fallen out with family or something. You're not spoke to your your dad or your mother in years, and it's only you that's kind of harboring and holding on to that anger and that destruction and it is i think it's an inward destruction and you've got to forgive you've got you know you even if you don't forget or you never have a relationship with that person again just to sort of say you know i I forgive you it kind of frees you and it frees frees that person from that is one thing i can say for me that i'm really good at i can cut people i cut people off if i get really hurt by something it takes a lot you know they've got to really do something shitty like piss on my dog or something you know <laughs> got to be, yeah. yeah it's got to be something really bad for me to really cut someone out of my life but i'd always if they turned up on my doorstep and they really needed help no matter how much i dislike them i won't say hate because i don't think i hate anybody but as much as i dislike them i'd still help them you know and that's I think that's one thing I can I can say you know I've kind of never really succeeded in anything to a point where I could say I was really 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 uh, really good but that's that's like a you never do on yourself anyway you can't self-objectify can you so you know some people say you have with singing you have with music for me I don't think I've ever really excelled in areas but the one thing I can say that I think I excel in is my my humanity and and I'd love to read a book on forgiveness, you know, especially from someone like yourself, because I would take that a lot more um, seriously, you know, rather than like a self-help book or, you know, some German female doctor that's telling me how to forgive people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, the the voice that delivers the message is is as important many times as the message. But it's, it's an unfortunate thing that we have to. Mm. Uh, except, but it is what it is. Yeah. And does that, does that idea come from forgiving yourself, like you were saying with the sobriety and and that sort of time in your life? Is is that where that this has come from, or is it a completely different route? Um, from that, from some other experiences in my life, particularly doing my upbringing. I mean, it was a lot of. I had to forgive if I wanted to make progress in my life, and uh, I think I did a pretty good. I certainly tried to, anyhow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. No. You seem very. Uh, seem like you've got everything, you know, together and and calm and a positive calm, and you can tell that from talking to people. You don't have to meet face to face. I don't think. You sound like you know. Through this, especially. I certainly tried to. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, especially through what we're going through now in uncertain times. You still sound. What's that saying? You're a you're a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, I try to be. You know, yeah. I really try to be. Yeah. So. Me too. Me too. It, it, it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't always work though, does it? <laughs> No, no, it doesn't. But but you know, all you can do is continue to, to try. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Where can people find your books, Ed? 
Uh, Amazon. Amazon is the best place to get them all. Yep. You know, I, I really, I really try to use Amazon to its, uh, um, for what it is. It's, it's a giant search engine to help me get discovered. Yeah. I, I do things right. Amazon shows my stuff to more people, people and life is good. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. But it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. Really enjoyed. Hey, you too, man. This has been a good time. And I, w- I really wish you uh, the best of luck with everything when it comes to developing this thing and having it grow. Yeah, thank you. 